Hey, so here, here we are. And I'm curious if you are an anxious, overachieving, worried college student. <laughs> um, I get it. That was me. If sometimes you wonder if you're doing enough or the right things, you're worried like if you're handling everything, right? If it's whirling around in your head, if only there was a way to do all of this, all of the work you're doing with the right perspective, with God's peace, right? I get it. It's stressful. And sometimes even when a lot of your life is going well, you're concerned it's going well or like you're cheating or something and it shouldn't be going well. And I don't know. It's stressful. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, bless you. (laughs) That's great. So listen, I have three simple daily habits to bring you peace in this regard. And I kind of call it like a force field. It's certain things that build stronger and stronger your force field around yourself so that when little thoughts come in that can bring anxiety and worry, they'll poke into your force field and they'll push into it. And if your force field's kind of weak, they might get through or they'll prick you before they fly back, right? But if you have a strong enough force field, it can keep them from even ever touching you crazy analogy, maybe. (laughs) But I have a suggestion. Three simple daily habits to bring you peace as an anxious, overachieving college student. I can talk. Let's go. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Okie doke. So the first thing I've been reminding you guys that we have a Facebook community where we can hang out and talk about this sort of stuff. It's called Christian College Girl Community Dash Scholarships and Graduate Debt Free. It is in the show notes below, but again, the main part of it is Christian College Girl Community. And hop on over there, say hi, and let's chat about this episode. Cool? Alright. So <laughs> I know what it feels like um, to not have enough sleep or, and how it affects my anxiety. So you can tell the first one I'm going to talk about is sleep. Sleep or rest. There can be a difference, but let's just chat about this for a second. Did you know that sleep deprivation is often used in like torture? (laughs) Not that you've been, I mean, you feel like you're being tortured sometimes, but I mean like legit, like, POW, right? 
wartime, terrorism, whatever, like torture, it, it just messes with your mind. It lowers the energy cycle that you have. It it just, you can feel insane sometimes. And definitely, definitely anxiety bursts through that bubble, that force field without enough sleep or rest. It's, off, it's often also used in brainwashing people, right? Repeating some of the same um, content or or thoughts or conditioning people to respond a certain way and not having enough sleep and not having enough energy and confidence to handle it. Also, it's used in cults, <laughs> dude. I mean, maybe not every cult out there. I'm kind of weird like that. I find cults kind of fascinating. I mean, not good if like, I'm not talking about like, oh, a cult following to like watching The Office or Friends, but like a legit dangerous cult right? Like Nexium, if you know what that is. Um, sometimes lack of sleep or like Jonestown, right? If you hear the reference, don't drink the Kool-Aid, that's because this hundreds of people drank basically poison Kool-Aid and committed suicide. And throughout some of um, the episode I listened to on Cultish, one of my favorite podcasts um, for that sort of thing, talking about Jonestown, they would have drills in the middle of the night to get up and do things or to respond a certain way or to drink actually like other drinks or Kool-Aid. Like they were being conditioned to do this for a while. And a lot of it was they only had so many hours of sleep before they'd get up and do hard labor all day. Sleep deprivation is real. And girl, you're probably just brainwashing or torturing yourself. Are you in a cult? (laughs) Hopefully not. But really, we need sleep. Can you think back to a time where you were well rested? And it can be a long time ago if it's been that long, right? Or around a holiday, right? Vacation or whatever. And you felt good. Like you didn't necessarily want to do like homework, schoolwork then. But like you feel like you could have if you had to more so than when you're exhausted around finals, right? Sleep and rest is a force field, stopping these arrows of anxiety getting through and bugging you. So that's the first thing in a daily habit to bring you peace as an anxious, overachieving college student. Did you get enough sleep? Now, I've talked about in the past, you might need to go see a doctor if you're having sleep issues. It could be underlying concern. There could be anxiety, could be a mental health issue. But let's just say for like general, you know... (laughs) life, just people not getting enough sleep or feeling more worried about stuff, this can legit help you so much. And if you feel guilty about taking care of yourself or getting more sleep, did you know so many times in the Gospels, it talks about Jesus going away to pray and relax and him reclining at the table. And when the disciples went into the boat and there was a storm, he was sleeping in in the, I think it was the bow of the boat, something like that. You want to become more like Jesus? Get some rest and sleep. (laughs) Enough that you can handle and respond to people kindly and not be plagued by anxiety and not be hangry and be an upstanding ambassador and a child of God loving others. It's not weakness or like overindulgement or laziness to get the sleep you need. You need it for your force field. I made this up. I'm not saying there's a legit force force field around you, but I mean, you could envision it like in your mind. So sleep, sleep is the first step. 
All right, let's tell another story. <laughs> so, okay, so if you guys have ever gone to Cedar Point or the fair or just any sort of amusement park, just know my family's favorite ride is the bathroom ride. Ever heard of it? I mean, it's free. And when you go with a bunch of kids or even just one kid and adults, there's people that don't always go at the same time, right? It's like after every ride or each stop or before going in a big line, let's ride the bathroom ride. I'm not saying your force field needs to be that you need to go to the bathroom. Although if you're like waiting and holding it as a normal thing in your life, you could hurt yourself. So like stop and go to the bathroom. Okay, but that is not (laughs) what this is about. This is about water. And when you drink water, what happens? You have to go to the bathroom. Not to be weird, but we are going to get a little specific here (laughs) about water. Water is life, right? And not just how good it is for you, but also so many, use so much in symbolism. You know, drinking, Jesus told the woman at the well he could give her water that she would never thirst again. You know, living water. Water is so important. And I'm not here telling you yes or no to like other stuff that you drink if you have pop or caffeine yes i say pop what do you guys call it soda (laughs) pop or caffeine or whatever juice whatever you might be dehydrated that really messes with people dehydration is legit not legit is in a good way i don't know i use that term too much probably but let's see what our first um, results are on Google when I say dehydration and anxiety. Okay. Immediately. Dehydration can contribute to anxiety. Proper hydration is essential for your physical, mental, and emotional health. Dehydration can sometimes cause feelings of anxiety, depression. Research has linked dehydration to depression and anxiety. Now, I love... I definitely always want things to be sourced. So just know that I'm not looking at one specific website. I'm looking at just like the initial info that's shown on a Google search list. But it's stuff from like Healthline, um, Calm Clinic, Med Broadcast, TheHealthy.com. Some legit ones, right? Hopefully all of them. Um, Many things can aggravate or trigger anxiety and dehydration is one of them. If you're dehydrated, your bodies don't function well. Girl, you might just need to drink more water and you might hate water. Okay, put like little dashes of 100% juice in, right? Let's not do all the extra added added sugar junk or like fruit. Let it sit overnight or just a little bit of juice. Apple juice is like my favorite. Gives it a little flavor. Drink a chunk of water. Chunk? That's not really, <laughs> that would be gross. Chunky water. Um... Or maybe the type of water you get. Personally, I love um, purified water way more than spring water. Spring water, I mean, might be total first world problems right now, but spring water just tastes like kind of gross and dirty to me. I mean, it's not like dirty, like there's dirt in it, but I don't know. Spring water is, or purified water is just pure and sweet and clean and I love it. And maybe you're just drinking a water you don't like. So please, please, what if your anxiety was as simple as the amount of hydration or dehydration that you're at they people talk about different things of how much water to drink there was always that old adage of eight glasses a day let me tell you that has no backing it came from a 
like an old, old, back in the 1900s, like, document of suggesting how much water to drink that didn't have a lot of research behind it. Last I looked into it. And many people now talk about drinking anywhere from half to all of your body weight in ounces. What does that mean? If you weigh 100 pounds, which if you're my height and weigh 100 pounds, you're not healthy. You need to gain some more weight. But some of you guys weigh 100 pounds out there. Okay. You need to be drinking between 50 and 100 ounces of water a day. That can be a lot. And maybe you don't get to that point. That's fine. But, you know, what we can do instead is you can keep track of your urine. Okay? I told you. It might get gross. I mean, I'm fine with that, but you might think it's gross. What color is your urine? Is it dark? Yellow? Like, you are probably way dehydrated, girl. Did you know it doesn't even need to be yellow? Like, the most hydrated urine is clear. Or at least very, very light. And when I say very light, I'm talking... What can I envision and describe? You know what I'm going to do? Go and Google very light yellow. (laughs) Okay, the first thing that comes up is like a pale yellow. The idea is that's the color of your urine. And you can just kind of be aware of that, watch that. Instead of like saying, I always forget to drink more water, checking that whenever you go to the bathroom. Ideally, it's lighter and lighter. Sometimes mine is absolutely clear. I know I've had enough to drink. That would indicate you're hydrated. Please consider trying it. It might sound weird, but it's one of those like hacks that you might find out later helps you amazingly. And like, if only you had known it two years ago or whenever, you would have been great, right? Enough water can really fortify your force field because physically you feel energetic enough or healthy enough that if something comes up that might seem worrisome, if you have more energy right in that moment, it doesn't seem as big and impossible. If you're exhausted and like, let's just say for example, you're on your period and you realize something is due in like an hour, how much more terrible is it to try to get it done than you have good energy, right? The sun is shining, whether physically or metaphorically, you feel good, you have enough energy, like you're kind of irritated, you forgot, but like you're fine, you can get it in. You need to have a healthy body to do this. That's the second step. So first one was enough rest. Second one is enough water. And third one is a little more spiritual. This one is worship. Some of you like love worship, worship time at church. Like I'm talking about worship with music, but you can worship God in any sort of way, action that you do or way that you serve with your gift, right? But let's talk about music, for example, because a lot of people like that. So the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Where is that exactly? Um, it actually comes from the King James Version of Psalm 22.3. It says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest, <laughs> I can't talk old English, inhabitest the praises of Israel. Other translations say, you are the one that Israel praises, you sit upon the praises of of Israel. But it's the idea of you're talking about God. You have the mindset of God. You're regarding him when you're praising him and worshiping. 
Maybe we can't do that 24-7, have music on. But one thing that I've done lately that has helped me immensely is to have some worship music on really low in the background or sometimes even in another room. When I walk in, I'm reminded of it. Or I hear it and I remember to think of God and be like, hey God, I'm stressed about this. Could you help? Or hey God, I exalt you. Like, thank you for this that you helped me with. And then I've been finding that those songs have been in my head more when I'm falling asleep or when I wake up. Like I'm immediately thinking or singing those songs. And actually, I I like upbeat, like modern music in church. And there are some great hymns as well, right? And so I'm not saying you can only listen to hymns. But what I've ended up liking doing lately is to have more mellow, like acoustic and like older songs. They don't have to be old, but they're just slower or hymns playing in the background or in another room because they they don't as much distract me from what I'm working on or make me want to like get up and dance or like I'm trying to take a test and it's distracting. So personally, I've been putting that in the background. I've really liked the YouTube channel Sounds Like Rain. Now, rain is not spelled like the water falling from the sky. It's like God rains. It's like R-E-I-G-N-S. I think that's how you spell it. Rains. I think so. <laughs> Sounds like rain. You know, you can check them out. It's just nice, chill, some acoustic music. But it's it's not like minor key. Like, it's generally uplifting, like, major key sounds. And as if... Okay, if I'm standing in line or something's worrying me or suddenly a song, you know, bursts out or I whistle or something, I don't whistle that much. And I realize that it's praises to God. That's such That saturates your mind. The goal here is not necessarily to always be focusing on it because you're trying to do school, right? Or work. But it's like a default. Like it's always just positive words or praises to God are kind of metaphorically floating around in your mind, right? And you can imagine them floating around your body too, like a force field. So that's the third one. Added to the other two is praise. Praise is one of the things that help our force field. So let's recap, shall we? We have sleep, water, and praise. If you legit got enough sleep, let's just imagine how good you would feel right now. Water, you may or may not like water, but I can tell you, you'll be way healthier and such with more water. Just make sure as you try to build up how much water you're drinking between half or um, the full amount of your body weight, but in ounces, that you're building it up and you have a bathroom around. And if it seems like you're going like so much, your body does get used to it more and more. Um, So just take heart in that and also worship and not like pressured. Like you could have it on the background, just having that in your mind really can put a force field around you that are three simple daily habits to bring you peace as an anxious, overachieving college student. So what do I want you guys to do? Which one of these three resonated with you? Will you go and join our Facebook group, Christian College Girl Community, and let me know which of these you are going to try today. Sorry, that was a timer that doesn't have to do with you guys. <laughs> you probably heard that, but post in there which of these you're going to try today. Don't try. You don't have to have, be pressured and try to do all at once. You know, just like building up how much water you're drinking, 
try to add a few of these and, you know, one of these into your day each time. But what really hit you? I want to know in the Christian College Girl community, dash, scholarships and graduate debt free on Facebook. And until next time, I hope you have a more peaceful and pleasant day. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers. Kara.